Blog Talk Radio. Go, John Bon Jovial. And we don't have John Bon Jovial either. But everybody's taking okay. the afternoon off, I guess. I don't know. There you are. John Bon Jovial, are you with us? Yeah. Okay. Uh, somehow the wrong button got hit here, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to start. We're, we're going to take a mulligan and start all over again. And I'm going to say to you, and now. From around the corner and around the world, it is the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to over 20 million listeners worldwide. With your host, the David Bowers, we've got a fantastic lineup of guests today, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now here he is, the voice of indie music worldwide, the David Bowers. Thank you so much, John Bon Jovi, all, and uh, welcome to our show, listeners around the world. Glad to have you here with us today for a uh, really interesting and uh, special show. We've got some uh, great stuff coming up, including an exclusive interview uh, from New York and the Tony Awards. We've got, uh, well, why talk about it? We'll just move on and get to it. And I want to welcome everyone from our radio listeners around the world, our internet radio on 365 Radio Network, BFM, Blog Talk Radio, of course, on iTunes. And uh, we look forward to having another great show. We thank our house band, Titty Bingo, who uh, provide our theme music, which you heard today, without having to listen to John Bon Jovi. will talk over it. Be sure and check out their latest CD. It's called Rock and Roll. Their latest single is Homework. It's all available and downloadable at their site, tittybingo.com. And you be sure and check out that wild and crazy website of theirs. They got some great stuff on there. And Willie pops up in there every now and then, too. You just never really know. Join us here on our chat room on blogtalkradio.com. And also you can call in and talk to us or our guests at 347-945-7137. Remember, this is the show where you and our guests pick the awards. There's no nominations, no naming panels or phony voting, just simply somebody deserves an award for something incredibly good or incredibly stupid, and we give them an award. Simple as that. So if you've got someone or something you think deserves an award, write us at david at thedavidhours.com. Put award in the subject, and who knows, we may use your award right here on the show. As always, we want to start out our show with an award and say hello to our friends. It's been a long, long road, but our friends in Rochester, New York, at Rochester Free Radio, including Jeff Moulton, they're finally going live on the air. You can join them at 6 p.m. Monday, June 20th, as they switch from their pre-recorded talk show format that they've been using as a uh, as a test run to free form radio with music 
live talk shows, and much more. And let me tell you, I know from uh, an inside tip, there's much more you're going to want. If you like our show, you're going to want to hear the much more, which will be coming up very soon. We've got some uh, some big announcements coming up in the next month or so. So we want to remind you, you should tune in to Rochester Free Radio, especially uh, those of you who live in Rochester. They kick off this historic event with the first song to be played on RFR, courtesy of that contest winner, a gentleman by the name of Robert Stemmer, who gets to select what the first song will it be and you'll just have to tune in to find out so city of rochester and music lovers via the internet gather your friends and family around the radio or your internet connection june 20th at 6 p.m eastern time you can listen at 106.3 fm in the city of rochester and some of the inner ring suburbs and also online, of course, at www.rochesterfreeradio.com slash listen. So set your dial, set your calendar reminders for Monday, June 20th. Also want to take a second to welcome new follower Bridget Langstrom of Golden Valley, Arizona. Uh, Bridget is, the, uh, is one half of a uh, music duo that plays in northern Arizona. They call themselves Moonshadow, and uh, we're happy to have them listening to us. I can now say, in all honesty, that I'm being followed by a moonshadow. Thank you, Cat Stevens. <laughs> I just had to do that. I, I love those things. <laughs> I love those little tie-ins like that. Anyway, we got a big show today, a lot of people, a lot of music, so let's get going. One reminder, if you have someone that you think deserves to be on the show, Send us or have them send us their EPK and information to David at thedavidbowers.com. Our crew will uh, audition them and see if maybe we can get them on the show, too. John Bon Jovial, back to you. Yes, sir, David. I just want to remind you again, ladies and gentlemen, please call into the David Bowers Awards at area code 347-945-7137, or you can log into our chat room on Blog Talk Radio. You can talk with our guests and ask your own questions. Coming up on the David Bowers Awards, we've got Joe Bonsell of the Oak Ridge Boys and Trey Edwards, both on the new Voices Vintage Hymns with Heart and Soul CD. And uh, it's going to be, we're going to, we also have an exclusive report from our man in New York, Ryan Holmes, with a uh, timeout New York theater critic, Adam uh, Feldman, on tonight's Tony Awards. Uh, so that's going to be kind of neat. Looking forward to hearing that. And so, uh, David, what's coming up first? First, we have an, an award-winning Americana band that was originally out of Spokane, Washington, where they still base uh, part of their uh, operation. They're also operating out of Nashville, Tennessee, naturally, Music City, USA. And I think you're going to like them. They're going to be uh, they're going to be showing us or playing for us their new album. It's called Cotton Fields, and we're going to play a track from it right now. This is Herrick, and a thing called Said and Done. Case past, 
note on the door. Herrick and Donna have uh, 
offered us uh, the chance for you to get a copy of their brand new CD called Cotton Fields. And uh, if you like Americana music, if you like what you just heard, you're going to like the album. We're going to play another cut after we uh, hopefully get to talk to Donna for a little bit. And uh, we will uh, be watching for that. The album is uh, there. I think I think she's with us now. The album is called Cotton Fields. And uh, after we talk with Donna, we're going to give each and every one of you a chance to win the album. I think uh, I think Donna is providing us with five copies of the album, so we will have winners. Okay, keep that in mind. Now, if uh, if you want to be fully prepared, okay. You keep the uh, you can log in to our chat room on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, it's it's a free login. You don't have to pay or anything. You can get on there. You can talk in our chat room, or you can call us to uh, enter the contest at three four seven nine four five seven one three seven. So you can stand by for that. I believe Donna is with us right now. So. Let's bring her on in and say hello to Donna Herrick and the Great Americana Band. Herrick, welcome, Donna. Hey, it's Carrie and Donna today, so you get both of us. Oh, fantastic. Good to have you with us, Carrie and Donna. And uh, where where are you today? Um, right now, we are in the Northwest. Um, we've been doing some touring through the Northwest, doing some shows, promoting the new album, and and all that. Um, so yeah, we're we're out here on the road here. Right. I remember you were up there. I, I know you were do. You did your uh, your album release party in uh, Spokane, and unfortunately, we were already booked up for the close show, so we weren't able to get you at the time of the release last month. But uh, this is this is pretty pretty close here, and we're glad to have you yeah. with us. Uh, thank you up front for uh, providing us with some albums to give away. And we'll do that in just a little bit. Uh, give everybody a chance. As I mentioned already, uh, log into our chat room or when we have the competition or the question, uh, call us at three, four, seven, nine, four, five, seven, one, three, seven. We will have, uh, we will have CDs available both for uh, call in listeners and for chat room listeners. So, you be watching and listening and ready for that. Uh, Donna or Carrie, I'm, this is the one thing with radio, I can't see which one of you I'm talking to, so we'll leave it up to you to, uh, to uh, referee who gets to talk about which. Tell us first a little bit of the history for the listeners that aren't familiar with you. Uh, tell us a little of the history of Herrick. Well, we've been together for, I think that Jefferson has been with us, so that's when we count our first Carrie and I have been doing music for years, but this this um, formation of this band, um, we've been together for, I think, about five years now. Has it been? Yeah, since about 2011. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah and, and we do America, I mean, we do alternative country music, and um, so we've kind of branched out into the alternative um, Americana scene This with this album. And uh, we're playing all the parts. Everything on there is totally us, all of us. So um, we pretty much write and perform the music that we want to, that, you know, we love. So and we're pretty excited about this album because it's just branching further out, you know, into to what we, we like. So we're pretty excited about it. And the alternative movement has... Uh 
has really struck all genres. Now, anybody that has known me for any period of time knows that I I love artists who can cross genres successfully. I mean, a lot of people will go out and they'll play stuff that's out of their normal realm, but when mm-hmm. you can cross genres uh, successfully and you know and make it work, uh, I think that's really an accomplishment. And the I think the alternative categorization that has uh, really manifested itself over the last few years uh, in mm-hmm. all genres has really opened up the doors so that you can do just exactly what you said. You can broaden the uh, the scope of your music and not be pigeonholed mm-hmm. into one category. Yeah, and for us, it's really been great because we've always done this. It's almost like industry's finally caught up with what we're doing, so it's pretty exciting for us. <laughs> yeah. oh, great way of putting it. Great. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun, like Donna said, to do what you want to do. And, and when you're the, you know, playing your, playing your acts, doing the vocals and producing all the way from front to finish, uh, you get that freedom kind of of the day, uh, kind of an odd comparison, but uh, when you think of uh, a band such as Boston, you know, Rich Schultz doing the same thing. You know, he just right. he did so much on his own. I mean, that's basically it's the same thing. You're just taking your talents and the talents around you and uh, doing your own thing, as you well know. I mean, so it's a, it's a lot of fun, a lot of freedom, and uh, you just – you really – you don't have a bad day and if you do you just blame yourself because <laughs> yeah i mean at the end of the day what we do is where we're where we're at you know is our own damn fault so we have a great time with this and that's important uh we we've heard that recurring thought with uh so many artists that we've talked to over the years that uh you know it, you don't look at it as work you're not in it specifically for the money. You do, you're doing what you love to do, and if you are, that shows through in your performances, both live and recorded. And generally, if, uh, if you can get that kind of a feel, uh, the other pieces are going to fall into place. You're going to make some money. You're going to be successful. You're going you know, to ma- make the dates on the road, and uh, like I said, everything start coming together and it sounds like it's been doing that for you guys tell us if you Mm -hmm. will about this new uh about the new cd cotton fields Mm -hmm. um we started that about a year and a half ago um and all the songs um this album's a little different because we actually wrote with our band this time and uh they're great songwriters in their own right and you know we got to show that off a little bit on the cd and so we went in and uh, we produced it along with David Walker and uh, Walker Music Studios there in Nashville and just cut it on the floor live at once. And then, you know, we did our, we did a little bit of overdubbing, but basically that album is what you hear is what you get live, basically. And, and that's what really what we were trying to pull off because that's really hard to capture on a CD and, the first one, I don't think we captured it all that well. It was more, uh, you know, it was a little bit, I don't know, uh, can. Can, not can, but just very, you know, very contained. 
And I think sure. that this album really, you know, pulled off what we do live a lot better. And yeah, it's yeah. the sound and sonically and, you know, song wise. And so we're, we're pretty excited about it. And the title cotton fields is just an old lead belly folk song that we chose. And we've been right. performing that for years in our live show. And we're like, you know, we need to put this on here because people really enjoy that song. And, so we thought, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start the CD with that and kind of, you know, lead off with, with that to kind of let people know this this one's gonna be different. So, but yeah, we had a lot of fun and it was very easy, very quick. Um, it was probably the easiest album we've ever cut. And well, we're gonna do another one. It, another one will be out soon. So we're just gonna keep, you know, keep le- releasing these albums and just keep because we have got so much so many songs in the, you know, in the can already that for us, it's like, what do we not do? Right. Usually when it, yeah. when it comes together and you're having fun and you get out of the studio saying that was fun. Usually you've got a winner on your hands. And I, I couldn't agree more with your comment about the, the feel, the sound of, of, uh, you know, injecting that live feeling because uh, so often studio albums are that they are very mm-hmm. clinical. Uh, you know, they're they're good. I mean, but sometimes the the goodness is too good. You don't get that yeah. that live feel. And, yeah, and it's I, very sterile. Yeah, that's the I word know. sterile. Yes, very definitely. John Bon Jovial has a question for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hi, Don. This is uh, for either you, Donna, or for you, Eric. Um, it, it, it is uh, our, our Carrie. Did I say Eric? I meant Carrie. I'm so yeah. sorry. I was thinking of something else. <laughs> They're um, still looking for Eric. But yeah, <laughs> aren't we all? Uh, you know, I, I was listening to the uh, to the first song that you know we just played uh, a few minutes ago, "Said and Done," and uh, you know I'm not going to tell you who I thought had influenced you, but I, I came away with some distinct impressions. Uh, first of all, let me tell you that I, I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. But I would Thank like you. to know, who, I would like to know who, who has influenced you over the years mm-hmm. musically to help you develop your own unique style. I could, I'll answer first and I'll let Carrie, Carrie talk, or Eric talking, go. You're talking to Donna. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> I'm not going to live that way. <laughs> <with that>. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, better than Terry. He's been called Terry a lot, so you know. But um, yeah, my influences because the thing is, is in the band, every single one of us have different influences, and I think that really helps in the songwriting category because we can, you know, we just it does. It sounds different, but I know that we've managed to sound different but yet it's still us and I really do think I mean for me it's Emmylou Harris and Led Zeppelin um I of course Ann Wilson was a very big influence to me she's like the first female vocalist I ever saw live and just blew me away um but yeah and then you know Carrie's got his influences and Jefferson has his and Bradshaw has his and um Carrie what are yours what oh my uh, basically can range I mean Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson had a big influence mm-hmm. right? as far as you know uh, 
I'd have to say uh, Zeppelin, mm-hmm. uh, Cream, Audio Slave. I mean, they're all kind of the same feel, I guess. I like the jam band feel. The uh, bass players, though, as far as, you know. Carrie plays bass. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm used to this, because next to banjo players and accordions, bass players are the ones everyone forgets about. You know, and since I'm not French, you can and I'm not uh, set up with all these great. So, but those are the guys that influenced me. Are those great, uh, immaculate bases? I mean, those guys mm-hmm. uh, know how to carry a song and stay out of the way at the same time. And uh, and that's why that's basically what influences me. I just get it, all of us get our own mm-hmm. feeling. It just comes together and clicks, just like a a good basketball team like mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors you know <laughs> well, you know I've I've, I've, I've heard you know, and, and I get what you're saying and, and I've heard a little bit of a few of the people that you've mentioned in there mm-hmm. uh, Emmy Lou surprised me a little bit but then again as far as I'm concerned Emmy Lou Harris can never do any wrong um, oh, I know. but uh, but but I'm you know I'm 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 hearing things in there that I just I cannot put my finger on, and the only thing that I contribute it to is that it's got to come from your own personal creativity. It's 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 mm-hmm. you influencing yourself and not somebody else influencing you. Is 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 that a fair statement to make? Yes. The one thing that I don't listen to a lot of radio at all. I I don't, and it I, I don't like being influenced by. Um, the mainstream norm right now. I've never been the kind of person to kind of, none of us have to really try to, you know, I could write for today and I could sit there and just, you know, write one. But one thing that we've always said is that we have to be happy with what we perform because we have to perform it over and over and over again. So we just basically, you know, just do what we love and the way we do it. Carrie and I started in Southern gospel about 15 years ago when we were kids. So I think that kind of helps with the vocal sound because um, if that's not your norm, you know, <laughs> so that, that kind of throws in a little different, you know, with the harmony and the, the way we sing and the way we project our vocals um, that helped me considerably. I mean, I don't need a microphone really half the time if I didn't, you know, at certain venues, you know, it's like we can just pull it off, but um, but yeah, we don't like, that's one thing that, and a lot of people say that nowadays, but we've always been like that. That's one thing has been always, you know, one of our things is we don't try to write for the mainstream norm today because, you know, there's plenty of people doing that. We don't need to cover that. It's already been taken care of. <laughs> well, it's been done. That, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. it Oscar yeah. Wilde said, be yourself because everyone else is already taken. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Well, and that's that's absolutely right. And it's the uh, it's, instead of being, you know, that everyone has their influences. There's something that always mm-hmm. turns us to try one thing or another. Oh, definitely. To be the creative and use the an intellectual side of your creativity is is to is the and, and is the ability to bring all that together and have your own sound and then be able to take your own sound and contribute it to, you know, collective group. And there you have your interdependence and you have a great album. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so let me ask you this. 
Let me ask you this, and you can each answer, or you can designate a uh, you know a uh, specific person, whoever wants to. But where do you see yourself going? What's your next? Uh, I don't want to say level or goal, but what do you think is the mm-hmm. next step in your career? Well, that's a complicated question with us because we never stop. I mean, we've, we're always, you know, traveling, you know, we're always performing, we're always writing, we're always doing videos, we're always, <laughs> you know, because to us it just never – I think it's funny when people say, have you made it yet? And I'm like, well, I make it every day. That's what I'm doing is I'm, we're making our art. We're actually performing. We're doing it now. And that's what, you know, we have our goals and we have our, you know, what we're going to be doing. But basically, you know, it's making great music. It's putting it out there, letting, you know, it's so much easier now than it used to be, you know, to get the music out and get it to the masses. And thank God. But like I said before, I think that, technology and time has actually caught up with us because we're we're still doing the same thing we've always done with the exception of uh the business end of this the great thing about americana and alternative is you have to be you have to understand business yeah and uh so there's so much you can do through the internet and through building a business uh I'd say my answer to that would be uh, building an empire. Isn't that a big statement? But why not? (laughs) Definitely. If you're in control of your own destiny and you are physically involved and mentally Mm -hmm. involved, you are, you can, you're just going to keep building. You're going to learn from the mistake and you're going to build, build, build. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I think we're doing. I think just like anyone in, with the American dream, yeah. you want to build that, you want to build an empire. Yeah. I think you've got a pretty good business plan there. Now, before we let you go, we're going to play another track from your new CD, Cotton Fields. And perhaps you'd like to tell us a little bit about the song called Together. Oh, yeah. That song was, believe it or not, we've had that song for years, and it was the very first song that we wrote in Nashville with our co-writer, David Walker. Um, we'd come, we had, weren't even living in Nashville yet. We were still living in Spokane, Washington, and we flew in I, to do a showcase or something. I, I can't remember why, but I remember sitting in the hotel room, this really, really bad hotel room with a lot of gunfire and everything going on around us, and in <laughs> writing this song and um but yeah this song is one of probably our oldest songs that we had in our catalog and we were wanting to release it for years and just just thought you know you know we better put this out now but yeah it's basically a song that Carrie and I and David Walker and Kevin Carrie's um brother he he co-wrote this with us as well and uh you know, Carrie and I have been together for a long time, and it probably just kind of sums up our relationship, basically. But, yeah. Okay, well, very good. We appreciate you spending time with us today and uh, and sharing your story with us. It's uh, 
as always, it's a pleasure for us to be able to share this with our listeners. And uh, we get to meet people like you, the most interesting people in the world and some of the nicest as well as some of the greatest musicians in the world. So thank you again for coming and spending time with us today. And thank you for the opportunity. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you also for sharing your album, which we are going to give away now while we play uh, the song from the album Cotton Fields. And to win a copy of the album, we're going to take the first five people who either call in at 347-945-7137. So get ready, Nick. They'll be calling in. Or in the chat room, all you have to do is be one of the first five people to tell us the name of Herrick's new album. Now, I know we've only mentioned it 15 or 20 times, so uh, (laughs) it's probably a tough question for you. But just call in, tell us the name of the album, and then if you got it right, hang on. We'll get to you as quickly as we can to get your personal information on where to send the CD. So there you go. Your chance to win a copy of the brand-new CD by Eric. And here's the second track we're going to play from it. This is called Together.
That's Herrick. And they certainly do have it together. Thank you so much for being with us today. Time for us to move on here. We've got another couple of gentlemen waiting to give us some really interesting information. And uh, I I have a hunch that uh, if you're into Broadway, you're really going to get a charge out of this. Because tonight, of course, is the Tony Awards. And we have our man in New York standing by to uh, interview a uh, theater critic from New York and discuss tonight's Tony Awards. So let's bring him on in right now, ladies and gentlemen, live from the Big Apple, our man in the Big Apple, who, well, he's the guy who took the Big Apple and made it applesauce. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Ryan Holmes of Blazing Rye Radio. Hello, David. Hello, John. How are you guys? Doing great. How about yourself? Doing all right, sir. Doing fairly wonderful. (laughs) Fantastic. Now, how are things in the Big Apple today? Well, I think that uh, it's, you know, it's it's muggy. It's a little hot, um, but it's uh, a pretty nice day, all things considered. Um, Were you asking about the weather? I'm only giving you weather updates. No, well, that's okay. You can, uh, you know, there was an open-ended <laughs> question. You can define whatever you like. Although I, I, uh, I would imagine it's nice that it's not raining like it was yesterday. Yeah, you know, I went to a live concert last night. Uh, it was Connor Oberst and Casey Musgraves, and uh, it was in McCarran Park in Williamsburg. And the rain uh, held out all day up until Casey Musgraves came on, and then it it poured for maybe two minutes or so, but that was really it. Other than that, it was pretty uh, calm day. Well, that must have been, uh, that must have had some really selective raining because they had virtually the same situation uh, at Belmont Park for the race yesterday because it uh, held sure. off until the race started and then all of a sudden it let loose and by the end of the race it was pouring. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, yeah. you've got a great interview here for us, so I would like right now to... Uh, Get to it and uh, listen to what uh, what your guest has to say. So uh, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn this over to our man in New York, Ryan Holmes, and his guest, the Time Out New York theater critic, Adam Feldman. And this is Ryan Holmes from Blazing Rye Radio for the David Bowers Awards, and I'm here in Times Square speaking to the theater and cabaret critic for Time Out New York, Adam Feldman. Adam, how are you? I'm very well, here in the heart of the Rialto Times Square itself. I could barely get in the door. There were so many people outside. And thieves' door (laughs) Johnny's. What were some of your favorite productions, favorite performances over the last year? Gosh, uh, it's an open-ended question. Actually, I think it's been an unusually good season in Mm -hmm. many ways, Uh, and the Tony Awards reflect that. It's it's unfortunate in a way that the Tonys are going to be so dominated, at least on the musical side, by, by Hamilton. Uh, not unfortunate in that Hamilton is extraordinary and deserves to be acclaimed, um, but, uh, and we're very lucky to have such a, a show in any year. But uh, there are other shows that probably would get a little bit more love in other seasons. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. Uh, it's, uh, it has a record 16 nominations. It, it could theoretically get the record for best for most wins, mm-hmm. but only if it sweeps all 13 categories in which it's nominated. Uh, I think that's very unlikely. I think the most it can realistically get is 12. 
Best play, I think, is going to be The Humans by Stephen Karam. Uh, it is a, a very good play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also won a lot of preliminary awards, including the Pulitzer Prize uh, this year. And um, uh, and I think it has the right mix of elements. It's a serious play, but it's very approachable. It feels very modern. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still playing, which is a factor. Uh, How long has that been happening? It's, well, it was off Broadway and then it moved right. to Broadway, in, you know, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's playing an open-ended commercial run, which is unusual for a play these days. Um, and it, you know, it's it's a nice story because it's not a name-brand playwright, although he's been critically acclaimed. Uh, there aren't any stars in the cast. It's not that kind of show, and that kind of show has become the model for producing for for good reasons and understandable reasons. But this is a different model. This is a, an open-ended commercial run of a new play, by a, you know, with a with a non-star cast that is going strictly on its own merit. Best musical will be Hamilton, for sure. Yeah, absolutely no question. Okay. Hamilton is one of the best shows I've ever seen. And how many times have you seen it? I've seen it three times. I saw it off Broadway, and then I saw it when it opened, and I just recently revisited it. You know. Oh, and there was somebody places. near you with a cough or something? Oh my God, no! I wish it was a cough. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Uh, it was a gentleman who was seated in front of me, and I can't quite describe the odor. Uh, it was a combination of kind of stale talcum powder, <laughs> body odor. It was like a mix of things. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, it was a sickly sweet, mm-hmm. sort of uh, baby powder slash decaying corpse smell. <laughs> and uh, an overwhelming nostril clogging yeah. smell. And, and you know, I, well, honestly, but we we got through the whole show by pretending it was the smell of powdered wigs. This was a right. decision that we made uh, early on, and we just decided that we were just going to go with the environmental staging, imagined odorama effect <laughs> of it. Best revival of a play is going to be an interesting category. Yeah, um, I think this is actually going to be interesting throughout uh, to see how much the voters like the. Ivo van Hove revivals that were sort of critical darlings and got a lot of attention this year. Uh, he did two Arthur Miller plays, uh, a View from the Bridge and The Crucible. He's got a very strong directorial style uh, that is not naturalistic, uh, mm-hmm. that is uh, more common in Europe uh, and uh, off-Broadway in America, but we don't see very much on Broadway. Um, and uh, so... You know, it's very striking, the images that he creates, um, and I think that it assumes to some degree that you have a baseline familiarity with the plays, and so that you can experience them on two levels. You know, you can experience them as the play that you already know, and also be alert to all the directorial and staging choices that are being made very strongly. Uh, And I think that some people love that, and some people may not. The interesting thing is going to be how the voters split on that, because there are a lot of categories where those revivals could take the creative Tonys for, for lighting and set, and, you know, uh, and also for best director and best revival in some of the performances. Or, if the voters prefer a more traditional style, they could go with things like The Humans or Long Day's Journey Into Night. The disadvantage that Evo's that the Evo side of that has uh, is that View from the Bridge is generally considered to have been sort of uh, a little more newsworthy than The Crucible. 
got better reviews. It's been a li it was a little buzzier, but it is closed. It closed months ago, and Tony voters do tend to reward shows that they've seen more recently, and especially that are still running. Mm -hmm. um, and that may work to the disadvantage of View from the Bridge. Um, so uh, the answer is I don't know. I think it will be either a View from the Bridge or Long Day's Journey tonight. Best revival of a musical, who you got? Uh, this is actually one of the hardest categories to predict, um, in part because the four nominees are very strong. Spring Awakening doesn't have much of a chance because it closed in the fall. Uh, but Color Purple, She Loves Me, you know, and Fiddler on the Roof uh, are, I, I mean, I enjoyed all three of those productions very much. Uh, I think they all are interesting. I think they're strong accounts of the material. I think they're all memorable. I recommend them all. They all have different, they're very different shows, all of them. Uh, Color Purple has a, they all have different advantages. Um, I think Color Purple has the advantage of being a better production than the original, which is rare. Uh, and the original, in this case, with well within living memory. Yeah, not uh, very long ago. It's only ago 10 years ago, so, uh, you know, 11 years ago. So. So people really are alert to what a good production this is. Well, uh, you know, and John Doyle's directorial decisions are very smart in this. Uh, and the textual revisions, such as they are, are, are well chosen. And, and so it's especially impressive as a production mm -hmm. because uh, you're aware specifically of, of, of how good it is. Uh, the uh, She Loves Me is a very different kind of show. It's just a pure, for me, a pure chocolate box delight of a show. Uh, wonderful material, not super well known or over familiar, even though it was revived uh, very well 23 years ago, <laughs> 22 years ago. Um, it's, uh, it was, it's one of the rare shows that has kind of grown in reputation. Usually people only bring back huge hits. Uh, she Loves Me was a modest success in the 60s, uh, was a modest success in the 90s, so it's really just a labor of love, but the love is well-earned because the show itself is just so delightful, yes. so charming, um, sweet and funny and smart, mm -hmm. and um, and everything about it is, uh, about this revival is, is satisfying. And Fiddler has the advantage of being the best show of the three, uh, the strongest, most moving show. Uh, it's the same team that wrote from the same, uh, you know, uh, lyricist and composer who wrote She Loves Me, uh, but it's a, uh, you know, it's hard to compare them, they're doing such different things, but Fiddler is maybe, for me, one of the best ten shows of all time, uh, so it, it hits you on a different gut level, uh, and when you have a strong production, as I think this one really is, uh, then the show works and is moving and is sort of when you're when you're trying to decide among three very successful shows, maybe the takeaway is which one stuck with me, which one moved me the most, and that would uh, be in the, in the advantage of Fiddler. Mm -hmm. So really, that one is a toss-up, that category. Fiddler in, in the top ten of all time, right up there with, like, Spider-Man's from Off the Dark? Right. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's quite as good right. as Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, <laughs> but it's, it's certainly up there. Yeah. Best book of a musical? Hamilton. No questions there. Nope. The best original score? Hamilton. All right. Yeah, those are those are absolute sell your baby locks. <laughs> you know, uh, I there there is uh, no doubt in anyone's mind. Yeah. Uh, those are 100% take it to the bank locks. All right. Uh, now for the performances. Mm. Uh, best performance by an actor in a leading role in this a is another one of the real suspense categories. Oh, in a play. Well, actually, this is a very this is a very contentious uh, category also. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> uh, tricky. There isn't a 
there isn't one outstanding obvious choice this year, I don't think. I think Frank Frank Langella has a good chance in The Father, which is still playing. I think Mark Strong has a has a chance for uh for View from the Bridge. Disadvantage is that it's closed. Same with Tim Pickett Smith from um King Charles the Third. Both of those are at the disadvantage of having closed. And uh, it's a, the part of it is just that voters forget. Part of it is a psychological yeah. thing. Part of it is that they've seen it. Uh, it's just fresher in their minds. Who are these voters? Uh, there's about 800. Vote? I am one of the voters. Okay. Uh, there's 800. There's uh, 800 and some odd. 820 something, I think. I'm not sure. 850. I don't know. It's in the 800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, most of them are producers. And then there's delegations from other areas. Or there's super delegations. There are no super delegations, uh, but there are. Uh, there's a there's a wing that is uh, composed of actors. There's a wing that's composed of designers. There's a wing that is composed of uh, critics. There's a wing, you know, that's composed of uh, different uh, sort of categories. Sure. But for the most part, it, it is heavily weighted to producers. Uh, I think Frank Langella has a strong chance, uh, but really, this is one of those categories where pretty much almost anyone could win. Uh, and uh, a real uh, a real mystery category. Okay. And how about best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play? Uh, I think this will go to Jessica Lange. Really? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Long Day's Journey into Night, does the title, I was just thinking about this and how long some of O'Neill's plays are, does the title mean because you walk in the theater one day and then you come <laughs> out the next day? You know, it is a long show. It's it's nearly four hours, so like three yeah. hours and 45 minutes long. Uh, and I, I, I must admit, um, as someone who sees a lot of theater and is usually seeing it after a full day of work at the office, uh, I don't always look forward to a four-hour show. Uh, in this case, it really zipped by for me. Really? Um, I, I was completely absorbed in it. And when you're in that world where everything is interesting, the time really goes very fast. I would much rather see a four-hour show like this, you know, any day of the week, I would see this again over many of the 70-minute shows that I see, uh, which turn out to be to seem excruciatingly long. <laughs> if they are, you know, if every moment of it is painful and yeah. you're waiting for it to be over, uh, that sometimes does happen. Or if it's if it's just boring, if it's just happening and you don't care. Yeah. Um, theater time is different from real-world time, uh, and. Certainly, O'Neill can seem very long if it's not done well, but in this case, I think it was done extremely well. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I, you know, it was uh, didn't feel like a long night at all. Uh, and I think that really Jessica Lange is extraordinary in this uh, production. Uh, I think that she's also central to this vision of the play in a way that uh, the character that I haven't seen the character be in the past. Not that Mary isn't the biggest part of the play in many ways, but uh, but the whole production, the whole conception of it really kind of revolves around her in this version. And uh, she rises to the occasion. She brings all sorts of surprising colors to this performance uh, that uh, seemed both appropriate to the character and surprising in the history of how the character has been performed. And I, I, I think it's a wonderful performance, and I think she deserves to win. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. You mentioned this was a toughie. This is a real toughie. I'll tell you, this is a real toughie. Uh, because really? Because one name's jumping out at me. What name is that? Lin-Manuel Moran. Well, see, this is the thing. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, the, the sort of smarty-pants conventional wisdom on this for a long time was that the 
the real performance, the real leading performance in Hamilton was Leslie Odom. Okay. That was Lynn, who was also nominated uh, as Burr in Hamilton, and whose character, in some ways, has more of an arc, as uh, you know, uh, and who is a is a real musical theater performer. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that well, Lynn wrote it, and he's very charming in it, but he's not really. The, the trip on it was oh, he's not really a musical theater actor. He's mm-hmm. the author who happens to be in the show. Uh, and I think that that conventional wisdom has shifted a little bit over the past year. Uh, and I think the balance of power in the show has shifted. And it, when I saw it a year ago, it did really seem like they were equal parts almost. And the last time I saw it, it, it did seem like Hamilton was a much more central part than, than Burr was. Uh, and that, I'm not sure what's behind that change. Maybe it's just because Lynn has become such a huge breakout star uh, really maybe the most successful sort of crossover Broadway star in in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone this month. You know, it's... Um, One of Time Magazine's 100 most Right, right, and he's, he's, he's everywhere, yeah. uh, and, and deservedly so. He's sure. It's, um, it's a tremendous piece of work. Uh, but I think that, that you know, the, the, the excitement that greets him in the in the in performance now sort of adds to the star luster. I also think his performance has gotten better. I think mm-hmm. he is stronger in it. I think it's deepened. Uh, and I think people also just underestimate generally the difficulty of pulling off what he does, of making it seem so easy, of, of, uh, of delivering this material with as much sort of grace and charm as he does. Uh, I saw it in the Heights after he left the show, and uh, for me, it was not nearly as effective. You don't know what you've got till it's gone a little bit with, yeah. with Lamb, because he does make it seem so easy, deceptive. Um, yeah. I'm not saying he's working hard at it, but he has unusual qualities that uh, that come off very well on stage and that work in the interest of the material, and that's what a star performance is. Um, so I think uh, it could go to either of them, and the, and the other alternative there in this category is that if people want to spread the wealth, or if people divide their votes between uh, Leslie Odom and, and then Miranda, there's a chance that Le- that Danny Burstein could win for Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, he's very good in Fiddler on the Roof. He, this is also his sixth nomination mm-hmm. uh, for a Tony in the acting category. He is not yet won, um, and uh, he would actually, if he lost, I think this would be the the record. I think six losses with no with no wins would be the record for. Uh, for the most losses with no wins. So Susan Lucy of the Yeah. Dummies. Kelly O'Hara would have been that last year, but she but she won. And I think that was a factor in her win last year because Kristen Chenoweth was also extremely good. And I think the voters who were deciding between the two of them, two very good performances, thought, well, let's err on the side of the one that doesn't have the Tony. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that could happen this year. Um, but Lynn and Leslie do not, either of them, have an acting Tony, and so that's, that's not a direct... Uh, you know, apples to apples competition uh, comparison. The best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical. We talked about this a little earlier. I think it will be Cynthia Erivo, and I think that it, that it, it, it should be. Uh, you know, she gets a standing ovation. She gets a mid-show standing ovation for that big song every night, uh, and uh, and it's an inc- it's an extremely well thought through performance. She really works against all the possible pitfalls of the material. Mm-hmm. And uh, she almost just rushes through the whole first act. If you watch it, she is—it's—it's a—it's a, a very hard-nosed, unsentimental performance. 
and she wins the audience's trust by by not giving in to some of the traps that she could fall into. Uh, and by the end, the audience is, you know, just wowed by her. And, and correctly, she, she is this revival. Best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. To be digs. For Hamilton. Uh, for Hamilton. Uh, I mean, it could be uh, it could be Chris Jackson for Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that David is uh, is really really pops on stage. I mean, and and seeing it again, the he is a rock star now. Mm-hmm. People are who are seeing the show now have uh, had a lot of experience with the cast album. They know what to expect, and they love him going in. Uh, and he's a tremendously charming and attractive up there. He's having a great time. He's been doing this for a year and a half now, and he still just seems like he's having a blast up there. He gets entrance applause as both Lafayette and Jefferson. Uh, you know, wow. he's a he's a star, and um, and I think that he emblematizes the show more than Chris does, uh, who was doing a more sort of solid playing George Washington, and he's giving a very solid very strong um, musical theater performance but in mm-hmm. terms of the hip-hop aspect of it which is what people are really excited about the show uh, or you know what what excites people about the show uh, I think that David really encapsulates that he's a, a superb you know uh, hip-hop deliverer he's incredibly fast uh, he's incredibly charismatic and uh, and manages to communicate a, a lot of character even while zipping through these incredibly fast passages um, so I, I think it'll be David, and uh, along the same lines, I think that Renee Elise Goldsberry will win for Best Featured Actress in a Musical. And will you be attending the Tonys tonight? I will not. No. I will be at home, furiously live-tweeting. Oh, I thought you were going to... After furiously, of course, my mind went to masturbating. Why would your... Why? Because furiously, no, what else is a guy going to say after... First I'll of all, why are you so mad when you masturbate? I... <laughs> Masturbation is a joyous occasion. Yes. Um, there are lots of things I do with greater fury, uh-huh. um, including live tweet the Tony Awards. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. So I'll be doing that. Um, I'll I'll probably be multi live tweeting it because I'll probably be live tweeting it partially from the timeout mainframe account mm-hmm. and uh, and also from the timeout theater account and also from my own personal account, which is at Feldman Adams. Oh, okay. On Twitter. It's my name, uh-huh. but with my last name first. Perfect. If anyone is still listening, <laughs> uh, enjoy the Tony Awards tonight. Yes. This is Ryan Holmes with Blazing Rye Radio for the David Bowers Awards. I've been chatting with Adam Feldman, the theater and cabaret critic for Time Out New York. And enjoy the Tonys, everyone. And thank you so much, Ryan Holmes. What a What a great interview you get. I don't know how you did it. I, my mind is a little boggled at how much material you were able to include in what a twenty-minute interview. Good job, well, David, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You said uh, you you said several months ago you wanted me to put something together for the Tonys. So promptly I got to work last week, and uh, <laughs> and then I figured um, who better to uh, discuss uh, predictions with than somebody who. Uh, has to see every show and review every show and loves the theater than um, the theater critic for Time Out New York. And, uh, you know, as Adam said, I think it, it'll be, I wouldn't be surprised if tonight's Tonys is the most watched Tonys maybe ever. Uh, and this is, of course, due to the excitement over Hamilton, record-breaking 16 nominations. Um, and as Adam said, it's unclear whether or not it will win enough to be the most wins. 
but people are very curious to see what they're going to be performing, what number they're going to be performing, and um, a programming uh, thing that I think had to have changed uh, from yesterday to today is that I think given the the tragic events of last night's uh, uh, shooting in Orlando and the Tonys and Broadway's strong tie to the LGBTQ community, uh, there will have to be some sort of acknowledgement at the Tonys about that tonight, and I'm not sure what they'll do. It could be minimal, like a song maybe in memoriam by sung by someone like Audra McDonald, or it could be something more ensemble-based, but I think surely, um, you know, I, I, I think out of all the award shows to be tonight, I think it's good that it's the Tonys. I have to agree with you there, and uh, you did, uh, as you said, who better? You got an excellent choice there. It was uh, a pleasure having Adam on the show, and uh, we will definitely keep both of you in mind for uh, future reference to Broadway and uh, and music in New York City. You're correct about the uh, there has to be some mention of the tragedy in Orlando, and I was in referring to Adam. I was uh, especially pleased that uh, he brought out some interesting points, some things that uh, you might not think about. And the one that struck me the most uh, right off the top of my head was uh, his pointing out that uh, while Hamilton, which, as you so correctly pointed out, will probably be uh, the the tool that makes this the most watched or at least one of the most watched Tony award shows ever. Uh, and deservedly. So it's an excellent musical. I have not had the opportunity to see it, but uh, in talking with everyone who has uh, it's, it's deserving of all its nominations and any of the awards that it may get. But at the same time, it's unfortunate because there are some other excellent shows in the mix that are, probably not going to get as much attention as they should because of the dominance of Hamilton in the, uh, in the awards tonight. Right. If it were any other year, um, and he talked about this, you have years where you have uh, several very good um, musicals. You have some years where you have just a clear winner, but when you have uh, like for the best musical category tonight, for instance, uh, you have Hamilton, you have shuffle along waitress, all good shows. Um, but for that category, uh, Hamilton will, there's no doubt that Hamilton will win best musical. And as he said, there's some speculation as to, uh, some of the less predictable categories like, uh, best revival of a play because you have long day's journey and you have a view from the bridge and, um, all these great shows. And then in terms of even best actor in a musical, my mind went right to the guy who plays Hamilton and who wrote the show, Lynn on Miranda. But Adam's not so sure because Leslie Odom is in Hamilton and incredible in it and nominated. And then you also have uh, the other nominee from the other show that he mentioned. And then Best Lead Actor in a Play is also a toss-up. But then in terms of the more predictable categories, uh, Best Musical, Best Director, Best Orchestration, those, without a doubt, will be Hamilton for sure. So if you're betting any money on the Tonys, uh, you'd be very safe if you bet on Hamilton for uh, best director, best musical, best orchestrations, which were actually done by Alex Blackamore, a Blaze and Rye guest. And for those of you who will be listening to this down the road uh, on podcast, you'll be able to pull out your uh, your checkoff list and see how Adam Feldman and Ryan Holmes did in their predictions. <laughs> Ryan, before we let you go here, uh, I want to give you a chance because we uh, we heartily endorse the policy of self-promotion. Tell the folks about 
Blazing Rye and your show, when they can hear it and how to find you. Sure. Uh, so Blazing Rye Radio uh, is about to celebrate, what's the date today? It's June 12th. So in, in six days, we'll celebrate our sixth anniversary on the air. Um, well, congratulations. And, uh, People can subscribe to the podcast Blazing Rye Radio on iTunes, or they can go to our website, which is BlazingRyeRadio.com, and there you'll find hours upon hours of free content that includes interviews with a lot of people in the Broadway world, a lot of people in the music world, some names off the top of my head that people might be interested in uh, that have been on the show are Kelly Pickler from American Idol, Biz Marquee, hip-hop legend, um, we had Freeway Ricky Ross, who was uh, is a quintessential American gangster and responsible for the crack epidemic in America. So that was a fascinating interview. Uh, YouTube sensation Sweet Brown. We had founding members of the Guess Who in Chicago. Uh, it's a very kind of runs the gamut of guests, but they're all in the arts. They're all creative people. And um, it's been my baby the last six years. So I would love for, for uh, people to uh, share it with me and enjoy it with me. Well, again, thank you so much, Ryan Holmes. I knew when I got a hold of you in the first place that you were the right man to come and bring the news about the Tony Awards to us, and uh, you didn't disappoint. Thank you so I, much. Thank we you. Do appreciate I may not be quick, but I always get it done. Always a pleasure. You absolutely do, and done well. Thanks again. Ryan Holmes, ladies and gentlemen, of Blazing Rye Radio out of New York City. We thank you so much. We move along here. We have uh, another big segment coming up with a new album that is a new CD that's actually the beginning of a series. And there's an interesting story, uh, backstory about how it came to be. It's called Voices. Vintage Hymns with Heart and Soul, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, back to you, John Bon Jovial. Well, thank you very much, David. That was a great interview. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly, although I, I got a little distracted toward the end there when all of a sudden there was mention made of some of the furious activities involved. <laughs> You know, I don't think that we should probably dwell on that particular aspect too much. But, yeah, I think the Tony's going to be an exciting show tonight. And uh, and I agree with uh, Ryan completely that you're going to see a huge audience for this strictly because of Hamilton and all that it has and probably will accomplish uh, from tonight's Tony Awards show. Before we get on to our next segment, and we are very pleased to be able to uh, bring back to the David Bowers Awards stage the one and the only Joe Bonsall of the Oak Ridge Boys. Uh, it's, we're just so excited and looking forward to having him and Trey Edwards on with us. Uh, we just got to remind you real quickly about uh, computer problems. Computer Help USA is a company located in Naples, Florida, that has been dealing for years and years with Internet computer and computer security, and it's become a real problem out there, especially with the uh, crypto viruses that encrypt all your personal data and then demand a ransom. Uh, and Computer Help USA can help you with all of that, whether you're in the southwest Florida area and can bring your computer to them personally, or if you're on the, uh, the west coast or up in Canada or even over in Europe, uh, you can give Computer Help USA a call and they can connect to you remotely and help you work on your computer 
computer that way as well. Very reasonable rates, very reasonable people, and have uh, been around for many, many years uh, collectively between uh, uh, John and Keith uh, at Computer Help USA. There is about 40 years of experience, so, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. Computer Help USA, how do you get a hold of them? You can call 239-596-6112, or you can email them at support at comphelpusa.com. And, of course, you can always find them on Twitter and on Facebook under Computer Help USA. So Computer Help USA, for all your computer needs, for your computer security, for your computer safety, for your computer peace of mind, it's Computer Help USA. David? Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. And now moving right to uh, this uh, fantastic new CD, uh, which I'm fortunate enough to have a copy of in my hands here. Uh, it started off, at, well, we'll wait and let the, uh, let the boys tell you about it. There's a fantastic group of artists on here, along with Joe Bonsell of the Oak Ridge Boys and Trey Edwards. You've got uh, William Lee Golden, also of the Oaks. Michael English is on here. Larry Gatlin, the Gatlin Brothers, Phil Keege. Woody Wright, Joy Gardner, and uh, Judy Martin-Hess, and Timothy Moore, and Larry Stewart. We don't want to leave anybody out here. It's a fantastic album. If you enjoy the old-fashioned hymns, you're going to love this and want a copy. We're going to play one track right now, and then we're going to get to talk to Joe and Trey. So from the album, which is Voices, Vintage Hymns with Heart and Soul, here is Oh Happy Day.
Michael English. Oh, happy day, and it is a happy day because right now I get to uh, I get to bring on two of my favorite artists in the world, Mr. Joe Bonsell, Ben Joey of the Oak Ridge Boys, and Trey Edwards. We'll bring them in now. Come on in, boys, and as they used to say in the old game shows on TV, sign in, please. Welcome aboard. Well, hello, David Bonsell here, Ben Joey. Good to talk to you, my good old friend, and uh, I guess uh, my brother Trey Edwards is here as well. I'm right here, I'm, man. Good to talk to you guys. Hey, great to have you both back again. You've both been on the show before, Trey. It's been a little while since we talked to you, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start right now and and turn it over to you because I know you are a uh, co-producer, and unfortunately, uh, the creator of the uh, series, uh, Denise Strother, was unable to be with us because of schedule complications and. While we're on schedule complications, I want to thank both of you because I know you've had uh, busy schedules. Joe, especially, uh, has been running ragged with CMT Fest all week long. I understand you had a great show last night with Blake, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But, Trey, since you were one of the co-producers of this, tell us a little bit about how this actually came to be because it's a very interesting story. Man, I, well, as you were saying earlier, you know, I was on your show earlier when we came up with the first I Believe project. And, uh, again, I appreciate being on your show then, man. It was a big blessing. But we started on working on a – oops, somebody's dialing in, I think. <laughs> I, I hear a phone ringing. <laughs> yeah, Nick will get it. Okay. Um, but, uh, man, what we did, we started uh, – to get in the studio and, and cut another project, and uh, it was we, it was turning into just be a hymns project. And then um, I, I've got a buddy of mine, and it's a co-friend of mine and Joe's brother, Michael Sykes, who's a great producer in town, great friend of ours. And I brought him in to actually uh, produce um, a hymns project that we were going to do. And man, just kind of one thing led to another. And then I was talking to him. I said, "Man, you know what'd be awesome?" I said, "What if I could just get some good friends of mine to be a part of the project?" And bring on some guest artists. And man, my first person that I thought of was Joe. And I just always loved him, loved watching him. And he's such a great guy and such a great guy to just the music industry itself. And and so that was our first thing was just to bring Joe on as a artist on my hymns project. And man, you know, as as most of us do living in the world of faith, you know, we just tend to sometimes let go of the steering wheel and let things become what they're supposed to be. And man, it's just one thing led to another and we got other artists involved and Denise got involved and we made it a more of a bigger project than just a solo project. It turned into be a, you know, just a big project for Breezewood. And we just thought, you know what, the more people we can get on this thing, the better, the more people we can reach and the more people we can share the good news with. And so we were, we were blessed to, to get it put together and had a good time doing it. Well, I do indeed remember when you were on the show and we discussed this, and uh, I remember you specifically mentioned Joe Bonsell as uh, as a name that you would like to work with on it. Joe, what did you think when he presented this project to you? Well, you know, just like uh, we have a mutual respect society here, I really appreciate Trey. I appreciate his talent, mostly his friendship, and uh, he's, a, he's a great guy, and um good Christian guy. And when he asked me to be a part, I thought my first thought is as always, David, my gosh, I hope I can fit it in somewhere. I I thought when I got this old, I would quit being so busy, (laughs) 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 but I'll tell you, man, after this past week, I am exhausted, man. I'm sitting on my couch at home right now in a daze talking to two good friends as if we're on the front porch and I got a cat in my lap and I'm just thrilled that I don't have (laughs) anything else to do today. 
well, someone we called are... me and said, you got to come downtown and sing again tonight with I don't care who it is. If it's Garth, I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> but, let, but, but back to square one, David. You know me. I kind of drift, and I, I drifted on you there. But uh, Trey called me up, and we talked about this, and I, and I was thrilled to be a part of it, man. I, I knew this was going to be something really cool. And, um, and, and, and to me, if it was just me going down there and singing a hymn with Trey Edwards, that would have been fine with me. But then what they did with this and how it exploded and how great this album is with, you know, you know, it's called Voices. I feel funny being on it when you got Larry Stewart and Larry Gatlin and, and all the Larrys and, uh, and, and Michael English and people like this on there, man. It's, uh, it's quite, it ended up to be quite the project. And it's a real blessing, man, because it's the old hymns, man. You know, it's the great songs that we grew up singing as kids. You know, a lot of churches these days don't even sing the old hymns. That's right. Fact. Not as not as yeah. much anyway. I mean, a lot of churches, you know, are, are singing a lot more of the modern songs, and that's cool. And uh, the, the young people like to worship and praise. And but boy, there's something about these old songs, man. The reason they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years is because they're great songs, and they're anointed right. songs, and that's they're well written songs. I mean, you listen to songs like "I Love to Tell the Story" or "A Rock of Ages" or "Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus" or any of the great old hymns of the church, and man, it it is moving just to read the lyrics to these songs. I think these men were anointed in the in the writing. I think God blessed them in their writing as He does today. And uh, anyway, man, Trey came up with a great idea. He brought in Michael Sykes, who I've worked with many times over the years. He's produced lots of Oak Ridge Boys projects, and. Um, I was just thrilled to be a part of it, man. And I, I got to give all the credit to Trey and then Denise and Breezewood for, for uh, progressing forward with this incredible project. And I, I'm just glad to be a, a part of it. And, and for me, it was really fun singing with Trey, man. Uh, our voices are really different, and yet we somehow blended together, man. <laughs> that you did. It worked. It worked, didn't it, buddy? It did work. Yeah, it certainly did that, every bit of it. And while we, uh, while I'm keeping up with your drifting, and don't let that bother you, we'll take all the time we need here today. Uh, so if you drift, don't worry about it. But I do want to take a second to express my thanks to you because I know that feeling you are going through. I remember probably the first time I felt it myself was years ago in my uh, broadcast radio career. <clears throat> I actually uh, wound up in Nashville for what was then the DJ convention. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my, uh, <laughs> that was my first taste of the big time. And that was, I, if I remember correctly, uh, it was four days and three nights. And uh, I did sleep occasionally. seems to me I'd, you know, get to sleep about three o'clock in the morning and I was up at six because uh, the, the, pro- the program that I was on, what I had done is I uh, put together a package of reports live from the DJ convention back to the station I was working at at the time, which was the old WPLA in Plant City, strawberry capital of the world, Florida. Yeah, baby, and, where we uh, only every year, the strawberry exactly. festival. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> my thing was, I, I did, uh, I, I think it was, I think it was every other hour I was doing a live report from the DJ convention, various functions and facilities wow. and, and uh, venues. And I got to talk with a ton of the artists. I remember the, uh, a couple of them, uh, Tom T. Hall was an awesome interview because he's just, uh, he's kind of like you guys. He's the type of guy you can sit down on the front porch, have an iced tea and, and chat with. And uh, I remember uh, <laughs> it was one of the first interviews I did there then 
and I was kind of baffled. Now, what, what do I say to this man? And I got up to the head of the line. It was my turn. I went up, I sat down, he shook my hand, and I looked at him, and I said, what is a Tom T. Hall? And that was all it took. I mean, the interview <laughs> went there all by itself. And uh, uh, we, we, we had a couple of good, I had several good ones. Uh, Conway Twitty, that was shortly after he released uh, You've Never Been This Far Before. Great interview wow. discussing that song. So, well, you're uh, talking about what is now called the country country radio seminar in town. I right. think it still happens in March. And uh, I'll tell you, there's so many huge events that come to Nashville anymore, sports events, big music events. This CMA Fest this past week, I mean, like 100,000 people descend upon this place. There's four huge shows at Nissan Stadium, and there's like 60 to 80,000 at every show. There's, there's at least five other stages around town, the Riverfront Stage, Ascend Amphitheater, where we did a show the other day, and, uh, and, and some more free stages here and there. And all of the restaurants and bars and hotels and everything is just packed with people. It has evermore become an incredible event, and from a business standpoint, brings about $80 million to Nashville. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That is it's awesome. It's really very astounding. And we took part in so many things this past week. And uh, that yeah, it's just it's just amazing. I mean, I, you know, we're the old guys on the block down here. This is a young kids' business down here now, and for us to I think dip into so many things this past week was really cool for us. So it was it was a big week. But again, I uh, I um, I'm drifting. Well, I think it's <laughs> don't worry about it. But I I think it's a, a testament to the the popularity and the endurance of the Oak Ridge boys that, uh, as you say, it's a young people's business, but you guys are right in there with them young people, uh, kicking out some, uh, kicking out a lot of performances, a lot of music. And I know I've been to several of your performances and they are virtually always a sellout. And for, uh, for a group that has, uh, been around well i mean let's let's be honest you're pushing half a century you're over 40 years you've been together uh well let me tell you the four, the four of us have been singing together for almost 43 years and Dwayne allen and william lee golden have been with the oak ridge boys for over 50 years so that wow. is a uh that is one heck of a tribute to you guys the fact that uh you you got together you've hung together i mean you're like family i I've, I've i've been with you i've been privileged to spend mm-hmm. some time with you guys and uh, you you're like family you and you treat everyone that way too on top of being excellent performers who give your heart and soul every time you set foot on the stage so uh i think uh, i think Thank you, the fact that you, i think the fact that you're still viable and doing it after all these years is uh, is about the highest tribute. The fact that you're still at it, and I love it. I, I love you for it. It's tremendous. Well, you know, you know us, David. Uh, I think you even read my book on the road with the Oak Ridge Boys. Man, we don't know how to slow down. We don't know how to stop. People say, when are you going to retire? When are you going to stop? We don't even know how to slow down. I mean, so it's just in our DNA, I guess, to just keep on being the Oak Ridge Boys until God says stop. You know, Joe's hey, dead. He ain't coming to the bus tonight. David, <laughs> I'll tell you this too. That would do it, David. I'll t- David, I'll tell you this too, man. This is, this is something too that I tell young folks all the time. The reason the Oaks are successful at what they do, and the reason they are so good at communicating, is most groups have a front man, and just like you know, most most quartets just about all have a front man. The front man on the Oak Ridge Boys group is the audience, and that is one thing that these young folks never they they can't get get that in their mind that it's not about 
it's not about you on stage. It's about the people in the seats, and those guys get that. That's why everybody loves them. That's why they communicate so well is they know what they're doing on stage is for the people in the crowd. Well, thank you, Trey. Very, That's a good lesson for everybody to learn, that, uh, you know, the people come out, and you want to give them the best you got. You know, in this day and age, man, money's hard to come by, but what's more important than money is when people give you their time. That's it, buddy. Time is Very an important important thing, it. and when people come to see a show, man, they, they've, like, planned it. They've bought tickets. They've put out their hard-earned bucks. They've either brought the kids or they got babysitters. And and they come to a place and they and and they buy a T-shirt <laughs> and, and 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 they come in there and they sit down and every every life and every seat is a story, just like every song is a story, and just like the gospel is the greatest story. Everything is a story, man. And there's no time to hit upon all the stories, but man, it's good for you to know that everybody out there yeah. does matter. And it's a bro, big deal it, for them to come hear you sing. So you want to do the best you got? Give them the best you got. And, bro, how many artists never never get there? They never understand that. That's why they can't wonder why they're going from year to year and not doing any more than they're doing. They, they don't get that part on them. That's a good, that's a good point, years. brother. <laughs> yeah. Trey, good point. back to you. You've got, uh, you've got some excellent musicians on this. Uh, tell us a little bit about the musicians that are playing on this uh, album. Man, I'll tell you one right off the bat. Um, the keyboard player and the producer of the tracks was Gary Smith, who has been a uh, just a Nashville icon for years. He's played on tons of big projects um, through the years. A great uh, keyboard player, piano player. He passed away last year, right when we got finished with this project. And so to have him, this was the last project that he played on, the last project that he produced on. To, so just to have had him on this project was a big deal. And that is, I mean, that is special. yeah, I mean, so we just we had you know Mark Birchfield's good buddy of ours has played bass, uh, Steve Turner. I mean, we just had a bunch of good guys, a bunch of old school guys that been we've been using for years and that played on several of the Gator things with us for years when we were doing all the homecoming videos. And man, we just kind of wanted to keep it a family. <laughs> so Michael just reached out to folks that we'd used before, and man, we had a, we had a good time with it. And it shows, it shows. We're going to take a uh, pause right now, uh, give uh, give Joe a chance to uh, scratch the kitty there, and uh, you can take a break too because we're going to we're going to play another track from the uh, album right now. And Trey, this is going to be uh, your track. We're going to play right now, Trey Edwards and Old Rugged Cross. an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and change and I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners 
trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some Despised by the world Has a wondrous attraction For me For the dear Lamb of God Left His glory above To bear it on Dark Back in here now. Pam, Mr. I'm here, Bill Bunce. 
And we're so glad to have you with us here today. I've got the John Bon Jovial standing by, and I think he's got a couple of questions. John? Yeah, I'm here. And, uh, guys, it, it is great to have you uh, back with us again. And, 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 Joe, as always, it is just a pleasure to, you know, hear your stories about, you know, the porch and, and the kitty. And <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> uh, but, you know, of course, I don't remember which one of you it was that mentioned uh in a, a Tom T. Hall and 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 Ice T. And I have it on good authority. As a matter of fact, he loves beer. He loves beer and watermelon wine. That's right. And old dogs and children. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Trey, I I got a, a a question for you. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I I get the impression that uh, you know you've been really really instrumental in putting together this wonderful compilation. Uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about some of the artists that are on there, maybe some of the folks that we've heard of and, and even some that we may not have heard of, but hopefully will in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I don't know if, if uh, you guys know the group, the Martins, uh, they've won several Dove awards in the Christian music industry. And we got uh, Judy Martin Hess. who did. I know uh, of uh, yeah. Yeah, she did a song on here in a great voice, and she is actually married um, to the son of Jake Hess. So that's where the, the name Hess comes in. Of course, a lot of folks remember Jake Hess uh, from the Statesman, wasn't it, Joe? Didn't he sing with the Statesman? And, oh, yeah, baby. He was yeah, one of the original yeah. Statesman Quartet for many, many, many years, one of the greatest oh, boy, groups in the history back, of gospel music. a long time. Yes, sir. Yeah, but then Jake had a great solo career as well, and people who are familiar with Bill Gaither's homecoming videos will recognize that before Jake passed away, that he was a big star on all of those Bill Gaither homecoming videos. Yeah, a lot he of people was. know Jake Hess probably more from the Bill Gaither homecoming videos than they remember from the Statesman, but for us old gospel quartet guys, we remember the Statesman. Yeah, there you go. And then we got, of course, we got the Gatlin brothers, who was uh, kind of became part of the project at the last moment. And that, and Larry Stewart brought the um, Gatlin Brothers on. And, man, that was a, that was just a uh, unbelievable experience <laughs> within itself. Because let me, let me explain it out to you. We had Larry uh, in the studio cutting the whole – he sang the whole song a cappella with no click track, with no piano, with no anything. Just did the song like he wanted it, like he wanted it done. Then we brought each other guy in one at a time to do their part. So it got to be, it got to really be a nice puzzle. <laughs> and then here I am doing all the editing and and getting this thing ready for mix. So you've got three different guys who come in at three separate times who each one of them is wanting the other one either brought down or turned up more. <laughs> so we had a we had a blast putting that together. But <laughs> well, they are well, brothers. That sounds like it's a lot of fun putting that together. <laughs> So it, it was it was more than fun getting that uh, getting that to work out. But we had again we had a good time with it and a blast to have the Gatlin brothers on here. They're Joe. They're probably like you guys. They're probably working as much now or more than they've ever had. You know, I run into you know? them a lot. You know, we're 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 Opry members and so are they. And every once in a while we run down there and do the Opry. And it seems to me like every time we're down there, the, the Gatlins are there. Or they're somewhere where we are, and uh, Larry and, and Rudy and Steve and the Oaks are very close. In fact, uh, a, a, as a point of trivia, you know, those guys grew up like with Dwayne Allen. They, they've known each other in Texas yeah. for like a gazillion years, and they go way back. And so uh, our merchandise guy, Mike K. 
Campbell, Sweet Mikey C., who does our merch and has for 20 years, also grew up with those guys. And so wow. it's just like a big circle of family right there. Whenever we see each other, it's like they're, they're no doubt our best friends, I think, in the business. That's awesome. And uh, we're, we're proud to know them. But, boy, I'll tell you what, they're a trip. <laughs> you know, I can re- yeah. I can remember many years ago working at WSUN in Tampa, and every time that uh, I'd, I'd put the Oaks on or or the Gatlin brothers, the phones would light up. Come on, play another one, play another one. And, you know, the program director, he'd always get pissed off at me because I would. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but go. yeah, you know, you throw you throw the Gatlin brothers and the Oaks into the mix, and and really, you know, you can just do no wrong, and 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 I mean that as the highest form of compliment to you, Joe. You guys. Well, you, and, and, well, you know what? Another Gatlin side brothers. note to that. Another side note to that, John. I think is the fact that people enjoy harmony, man. That's why gospel music is so cool. You know, we came out oh, of gospel. Yeah. The Gatlin. Yeah, came yeah, out of gospel. yeah. I mean, in Every our heart and soul, we're a four-part gospel music quartet singing country music with a rock and roll attitude. That's what we are. That's it. And yeah, and and, it. and and but the the heritage and the address, the address of the heritage, in other words, is southern style gospel. So we all learn to sing in them quartet days, man. And uh, and and people enjoy that. There's something about that harmony thing that that only comes from a few acts, especially in the commercial world. In fact, right well, now no, in country music, that there, there really isn't much of it at all. Well, it's it's You're not right. only that. You know, you can hear in in uh, in, in the type of music that you do. Yeah, you can hear in in the, the Oak Ridge Boys and and Trey. I I heard it in your song just now, Old Rugged Cross. The not only the, the you know the talent that goes into singing something like this, but the dedication and the, and the loyalty to the subject matter, and you know well, you, that you, makes you, a huge difference. John, you've got to have you've got to have that feeling. Let me tell you, Trey sent me an MP3 of of the old rugged cross long before him and I even recorded together on this project. Uh, I think it, was that done, Trey, when you were first starting to do it on your own. Yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. Sure. Okay. Well, I knew Trey was going to go in the studio and cut a hymns album, and he sends me the old rugged cross, and it blew my mind. What a blessing, oh, man. man! Trey has this soulful voice. He's got soul in his soul, in his soul, and it all comes out through his voice. And he loves the Lord, and he sang old rugged cross, man, like he meant it. And uh, well, I if, it, getting... if it was anything like what we just heard, you know, well, that's yeah, it. I. That's the cut he sent me, and I remember getting back to Trey thinking, oh, brother, man, this is just awesome. (laughs) And then the next thing I hear from Trey is that that, that this Voices project is proceeding, and will I come down there and sing something? And it was like, you doggone right I will, man. Tell me when. (laughs) So, you know, it was an honor for me to be asked. You know, I don't do too many things on my own except write books. But as far as, like, music goes, it's always with the other guys. So uh, I don't do too many things like where Joe Bonzel's voice. I think many years ago I did a song with uh, Sawyer Brown called Echo and Catton, if anybody remembers that. But, well, you know, I don't do many, yeah, I I don't do many things that, that's asked of me to sing vocally. And, uh, and I'm glad Trey didn't let me hang out all totally on my own on this one. He, he, he was gracious enough to sing with me, and I with him, I might say. And uh, I think the I Love to Tell the Story cut will also show some real soul and feeling because me and Trey together uh, had a real good time doing that. Thank you, Trey. You're more than welcome. And, man, I think at one time in our meeting um, that it was brought up for you to do that song by yourself, and I vetoed it. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to be hanging out there by myself. Man, I can – no, no, I'm not a solo guy. I'm a solo guy for a little bit, but then i got to have the guys with me. And for Trey to – to try to add that harmony, and 
Huh? The reason was, as I told everybody, I said, look, I may not ever in my lifetime get to sing with Joe Bonzel again, so I am singing this song with him. <laughs> so that, so we, well, we that's an honor, with, man. That's a real honor. Helped. Thank you, brother. It helps to be yeah, the David, producer. David you can get away with stuff like that. Yeah, and David yeah. has played several of the cuts for me uh, off of this CD. And, uh, you know, I haven't heard the whole thing yet, but what I have heard on this thing is uh, it is such a quality and masterful piece of work and production that you guys have put uh, put your hearts and souls into on this. And, uh, I mean, look, I know you, 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 hear, you hear the accolades all the time, from your fans, but you know, I got to tell you, you just done an amazing job on this record, and and I congratulate the the two of you immensely, and and thank you also for doing this because I think it's something that had to be done, should have been done a while ago, but it's here now, and we're really really glad that it is. Well, you know, I've well, kind of noticed that. that there has been a little bit of uh, return to the old hymns. A lot of people are recording some of the hymns these days. The Oaks did a hymns album this past year, even had Merle Haggard on it. And uh, and Alabama Excellent. did a hymns album. And I think a few other artists have too as well. So it's good to see the attention coming back to the hymns, to the hymns as we talked about earlier. But uh, i got to tell you, there's really something special about this project right here. And i got to give Trey Edwards the credit because he pulled all this together. And uh, we'll talk about Denise Sun too because she did it as well. But i got to tell you, Trey, Trey did this. And it was his idea for the most part, I know. And um, and he did all the hard work behind the scenes to make it happen. I just went down there one day and uh, and we ate. What did we did eat something? Didn't we eat something? Yeah, <laughs> what did we? Was there some food on hand? I don't remember. Uh, but I remember I just went down to Trey's house and uh, and yeah. and with an engineer, we just uh, we just kind of had a party and and then went you in there what? and put That's our heart right. and soul we, we, into the we song. We cut we cut you over at the condo before we had the studio. That's correct. Yes, we, we did. Sure did. I forgot about that. Yeah, I went down sure to Trey's did. condo, and we just hung out and ate food and laughed a whole lot. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I got out the banjo and tried to play the banjo and couldn't that day, so I put it back in the case, much to the cheering of the multitudes. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, we just went in the studio, and all of a sudden, man, boom. We 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 got it we got it together. I I think God God blessed us. I think He did. And uh, yeah, it, uh, we just took a whole well. fun laughing time, and all of a sudden turned it into I love to tell the great old story of Jesus and His love. That's and uh, in this day and age in which we're living, last night was a great example of it. A little more Jesus sure isn't going to hurt anything. No. And we're going to we're going to play that track in just a couple of moments here. But before we let you guys go. Uh, a couple of things. One, John and I have talked about this before. Joe, one of these days, we got to get you together for the show, and we're going to sit on your porch and let you pick some of that banjo for us. Because don't listen, people. If he says people tell want him to stop playing the banjo, don't you believe it? Because he is <laughs> one darn good picker. Don't you? Well, I'll tell you it. something. I do my best playing out there on the porch at my farm, where where there's n- nobody really listening but the coyotes and the bullfrogs, and they don't seem to mind. Well, there you go, and <laughs> that's, that's what we want to do. We want to we want to <laughs> kick up, sit down on your porch, and just listen to you pick a little for us. Trey, what's next for you? Sure. What what do you got coming up? Well, I'm working on a new project right now uh, with Breezewood, um, and another solo project. And, again, it's it's going to be kind of more of the songs that people need to hear, I think. I think this world is always looking for something that's real and something that touches a heart. I mean, my, my slogan is, if you can touch a heart, you can change a life. 
Okay, well, I'm, so going to pitch a, I'm going to pitch an idea to Trey. Trey, have you ever heard my song, The Journey? Man, I haven't. I'd love to it's hear a, it. It's a bluegrass-flavored, all-in-one chord, kind of like sounds like Appalachian Mountain singing about about the journey and the final journey, man. I need to send wow. you an MP3 of that, man, of the demo. The Oaks cut it, but uh, the demo, I think, is more reflective of the bluegrass style. Ah, oh, man, if I'd love to hear Trey Edwards sing it. I'd love to do it, man. Yeah, send it to me. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, no, we'd just, love to hear it. Now, you guys just witnessed on the air the Nashville – the Nashville, <laughs> I'm going to pitch you my song pitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I got a copy of that demo, You know, back too. in the old days now, we had the thing we called the Nashville handshake, where, where you know good and well in Nashville, nobody is really a waitress, and nobody is really a, a, a gas station attendant. They're really songwriters and superstars. Exactly. And we had the old Nashville handshake years ago, where people would hand you, shake hands with you, and there'd be a cassette in their hand. There you go. <laughs> but we've gone beyond that now. Now it's like, well, mail me, email me an MP3. Here's my email, and uh, it ain't quite as uh, easy as it was handing somebody a cassette. But I just gave, I just literally gave Trey, my good brother, the Nashville handshake. Absolutely. You got to hear my song, Trey. If you're doing a gospel project, you got to hear this. So <laughs> you just witnessed it. We got 20 million listeners around the world who got to hear the deal in progress. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That, that is that's typical of how my songs. And earlier when we were talking about how the good Lord just works things out, that's how I've got all the new songs that I'm working on the project with. Just people, you know, coming up to me and saying, "Man, I got a song to be great for you." And listen to this. So that's how it kind of, you know, everything's falling in place. And that's the same thing that happened with our Voices project. I know you guys have given me a bunch of credit, but man, I got a incredible team behind me breezewood the folks we got working for us there are are the ones pushing the thing out and putting it together with denise and and jazz and our people in social media but man that project there another blessing was everybody that we went to to be on the project was would all said that we'd love to be a part of it we didn't get a single no from anybody we didn't get a single you know i don't know if we can make this happen they wanted to be a part as soon as we mentioned it to them which was again didn't heard of a lot these days and days and times, correct, Joe? <laughs> that is exactly correct. And as far as that pitching songs goes, you know everybody throws songs at you all the time. You've sure, got to stack yeah. them up, you got to listen to them all, and you got to wait for one of those to really speak to you that this is one that's, that's going to fit what I'm doing. And and uh, and you got you got to separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. And, oh yeah. And uh, I'm I'm yeah. probably going to email Trey a little bit of chaff. <laughs> <laughs> which he can turn down easily because we're friends i would understand if it didn't fit what he's doing but but anyway i, I want to hey, bring up another I- thing trey i saw a picture on twitter the other day of you driving around doing promo for the voices project with denise strother in the car that's right yeah that well last year i'm jealous i want to drive around with denise strother in the car <laughs> Man, i mean y'all don't know denise joke. she's a powerful woman She's a great woman. She's a great businesswoman, and she's really, really pretty, man. She's just a doll. Yeah, we, and, uh, we know about I want to. I want to do a promotional project where I drive around with Denise Strother in my car. <laughs> we, we've go. seen the pretty part. So, <laughs> gentlemen, before we run well, out of time here, I want to get uh, one last shot uh, with Ben Joey here. Now, I know you've had one heck of a week. Uh, you've got to uh, what you've done at least uh, two gigs with uh, Blake Shelton, you did the award show, uh, which I uh, reposted that. I got to get right. a clip of that, and I reposted it. You also were on stage with him last night. I, you know, I would love 
to see you guys get together and release something. I mean, you've got these collabs with all the artists all over the place. Everybody's doing collaborations. I would love to see you guys do some new music together. The Oaks. Well, and Blake we, 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 we actually did, David. That's the song we've been singing this week. Blake's got a new album out called If I'm, if I'm Honest. And we went right. in the studio with Blake on February 1st and recorded at his request uh, a song called Doing It to Country Songs. Right. And it's on the album, so that is kind of a collaboration, I guess. And uh, I don't know oh, if we well. do, I don't know how much more we'll do, but we are on Blake's new album with this right. collaboration. And then the idea came for us to do it with him on the CMT Awards. And then uh, we went, went downtown last night and did it with him at the big Nissan Stadium show at right. CMA Fest. So and I, I, I guess we, we kind of have done that. Yeah, it, it works so well. I, I was just thinking I'd love to see you guys, you know, sit down and do something. You know, I, I'm saying something, maybe a whole CD of uh, of the two of you together. Well, I, I don't know how we'd ever work that out. But, but, but <laughs> you know, the thing is, doing collaborations is fun. Like uh, working on a song with Blake was really cool. Tim McGraw was saying the other night to us that I think he was a little – Myth that we didn't sing one with him. I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. Saying, hey, man, you guys need to do one with me. I said, man, we'll do one with everybody, man. Just call us. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I've got there a chapter go. in that book. i got a chapter in that book called Backing Up. And you need to read that thing, man, because it's, uh, it's, it talks about how the Oak Ridge Boys have been on a lot of collaborations over the years. We were the voices on Paul Simon Slip Sliding Away. Right. Wow. Right. We're, we're on yeah. with George Jones, same old me, Brenda Lee's Broken Trust, on and on and on. And uh, um, I do a whole chapter on how all those things worked out. I, I wish I could do a little rewrite and include the Blake Shelton project because it really came out good. But uh, I think you're going to be hearing more and more of that stuff. And then there's me collaborating with Trey. Just me. Absolutely. Just <laughs> me with Trey, baby. I love to tell the story. And you know what? The way Trey and I sang that song, if you listen to the whole album as a whole, it's going to it's gonna move you. But you're going to find in your heart that I love to tell the story is the best cut on the album. And we're going to we're going to find that we're going to find that out right now. Thank you guys so much for coming and spending the afternoon with us, especially you, Joe, because I know you've run ragged the last week. Uh, it's always a joy to have you guys with us, and uh, thank you for sharing this wonderful album. Don't forget, people, Joe Bonzel's book "On the Road with the Oak Ridge Boys," a great one. If you like the Oak Ridge Boys, you've got to have the book in your collection. Thanks again, gentlemen. It's a pleasure. Thank you, David. You've been a long time friend, too. Thank you. Thank you, Trey. Uh, Yes, sir. Our pleasure. Thank you, Our pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, here they are, Joe Bonsall and Trey Edwards. It's called I Love to Tell the Story.
Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We're out of here. John Bon Jovial, take us home.
Yes, sir. And before we go, I just want you to know that I speak on behalf of all of us here at the David Bowers Awards. Our hearts are aching and broken uh, for the families, friends, and loved ones of the victims of last night's horrendous shooting in Orlando. And you'll be in our prayers and in our thoughts. Don't forget to order your official The David Bowers Awards t-shirts on our website, www.thedavidbowersawards.com. And artists, be sure to send in your EPKs to david at thedavidbowers.com for your chance to be on the show. The David Bowers Awards is produced by The David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and along the banks of the beautiful Colorado River in Bullhead City, Arizona. And we are available for free download worldwide on Blog Talk Radio, also on iTunes 365 Internet Radio, CMG Global Radio, and BFM, that's B-E-E-F-M. Uh, Click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page and like the David Bowers on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And be sure to join us for the David Bowers Awards Sunday, July 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, when our guests will be the pride of Corpus Christi, Mr. David Martinez, and the return of One Soul Thrust and a unique band that is made up of artists from around the world who uh, also record via iPhone. So don't miss the I-Band. And don't forget, we're going to have some very exciting news about the David Bowers Awards and what we've got in store for you. Follow us on the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio as well as Twitter and Facebook to find out just what it might be. I think we're probably going to lay a few hints on you here and there, but we'll be sure to tell you next month what this big news is. Um, So be sure to join us again next month. Uh, for the David Bowers Awards, uh, for Nick the Greek, uh, Nick the Greek, <laughs> Nick the Geek, Popalong Sarcassity, and uh, all of our crew of rejects here at the David Bowers Awards. This is John Bon Jovial saying, uh, just love each other. After last night, what else can you do? Just love each other. We'll see you next month on the David Bowers Awards. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.